Hi, I'm Josh Thompson, and I'm 0-3, or as my surprisingly Mexican wife pointed out to me tonight, Cero and Tres. All right, what's up, Bragger League? Welcome to another episode of the Bragger League Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with half your host, the commissioner, Mr. Ben Jones. Uh, Introduce the other half of our host, Mr. Brett McIntyre. What's up, sports fans? Hey, 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 man. Uh, I've also got Mr. Josie Gibbons here, Mr. ACT himself. What's up, Josie? Guys. Uh, in addition to that, Mr. Uh, Stephen A., great friend of the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? And last but certainly not least, first-time appearance on the Bragger League Fantasy Football Podcast, the one and only Mr. Logan Grubbs. What's up, Grubbsy? What's up, fam? So, have to have to first and foremost give a big shout-out, hot, hot off the press, and we need to welcome, as a team, uh, the newest member of the Bragger League, Mr. Brooks Mattingly-Reed, coming in at a whopping 6 pounds, 10 ounces, and 19 and a half inches, inches long. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, Brooks. B-Rooks. Well done, T-Reed. Yeah, our, our, our man, Mr. T-Reed, Mr. Chocolate and Vanilla, c- coming through in the clutch. So, welcome to the league, big guy. Uh, we'll see you on the gridiron. And, of course... You can't be any worse than your dad. So, Bragger League, this is a huge day for uh, Mr. Brett McIntyre. Today, Brett was shown for the first time the Stephen Adams short sheet video. So, I wanted us to take this special moment and give Brett some time to give us some of his reactions. So, so Brett, walk us through the video T- t- tell me your thoughts. Like this is this is like Bragger League royalty here. So, so I I watched it today, and um, usually usually it's the case with videos like that. Like you weren't there; they, they aren't always as funny. But I really thought it was hilarious, and I think the reason why is one: I have like a really special. I don't know where y'all were, but I get the I get the the idea of where you were. It looked like one of those kind of crunchy wilderness retreat type of things where like there's a bible study at night. yeah there's a bible study at night there's probably a group breakfast in the morning um (laughs) and that is i have a very special disdain for that format that setting i've just never liked it um i was in cub scouts as a kid wait hold on why not well i was in cub scouts as a kid and i wasn't very good at it and like the other Cub Scouts were better at the at that the doing the, the things that Cub Scouts did, and I always kind of felt Cub Scout. Well, when you don't generally like 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 we went on a camping trip, and I was just miserable. It, it was that sort of thing, um, and I just didn't like it. Like I just didn't have fun, and um, I quit like the next week. And my dad was like, <laughs> I, "I get that." Uh, and so I, I quit and it, and it really didn't go very well. And then I was tricked into going to one. I was told that we were going to shoot skeet. Um, me and my friend, uh, our senior year of high school, we were going to shoot skeet, but we ended up laying seed in a guy's farm. It was a really weird, for- but anyways, so, um, that, that was the first thing that stuck out to me. Weird, weird distraction aside, but, uh, that was the first thing that stuck out to me was that, that the weird setting, but, um, 
Steven just clearly did not feel well. Grubbs gave me some context on the video. He clearly didn't feel well. It was just so miserable. <laughs> it did take a, a long time to figure out that something had been done to him, though. Like, it seemed like for a long time in there, he felt like it was purely coincidental, <laughs> what, everything that was happening. Like, man, the event staff at this campground <laughs> – is not good at making sheets. Like it's not surprising. Exactly what I thought. <laughs> I don't know, like what type of person is working at a place like that, doing the sheets and all that. But I don't know. My my main thing, anytime that I'm at a place like that, my only thought is like, man, I can't wait to go home. And so I can just <laughs> see that in your, I can just see it in your face. Yeah, that's, those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts on the video. It was great, though. I've watched it like six times. Nice, yeah. It, it, even when it resurfaced today, I, I watched it three times at work and laugh, laughed in my cubicle to myself. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good every time. Um, so from here, from, from that uh, little discussion, we're going to veer into a little bit of weekend recap. Um, so I do want to highlight the, the top score of the week uh that was a whopping 134 points from aunt pam's revenge logan grubbs himself uh tyler lockett went great grubbs i i want to get your i want to get your opinion on this are you familiar with with pendulums pendulum swinging yeah just in general uh sure i'm i'm familiar with pendulums so Grubbs, you have you have discussed at length my um my trade strategy which is essentially like Hey dog, let's make it happen. You know what I mean? Right. And so in the past that has burned you as in with Austin Eckler, but this week I traded you Philip Lindsay and he got you 25 points. Do you feel that kind of we're settled now or what are your feelings on that? Look, all I know is that coming into week one, Austin Eckler wasn't on my radar. Then you traded him to Justin Russell um, before the first game of the season. I thought, well, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Well, Eckler went off game one. And yeah. then uh, he was good. Justin Russell went ahead and traded him to whoever I was playing week two. I can't even remember. It's too long ago. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was my boy, the commissioner Ben Jones. So not so, and he also went off for another 25, 30 points week two. So I was fully expecting for Josh Thompson to own Austin Eckler by by week, my week three matchups that I could face him literally every game this year. And bro, I tried. <laughs> I have no doubt. So yes, I feel some modicum of justification in the fact that you then traded me Philip Lindsay, who had 25 points for me this week. So thank you, Brett. Uh, you, I do what I can for other people's teams. <laughs> Obviously, if you look at my record. Um, yeah. So so Logan Logan beat Josh. Josh is still is still riding riding near the back of the pack at 0 and three. He does have some good players though. He's got Marlon Mack. He's got those great receivers. Uh, they're just not doing a whole lot for him right now, and they are not getting him over the hump. So moving on to the next matchup, uh, we're going to talk about Ben and Stephen A. Now, fortunately, we have Ben and Stephen A there. Uh, so, Ben, you just finished season four of The Office. Is that where you're at? Uh, I'm not quite sure, but Goodbye Toby was certainly the last episode that I saw. Then you just ended season – yeah, you just ended season four. Sorry. I apologize for not knowing that. No, it's all good. Um so obviously I, I want to let y'all kind of take, take the reins here uh, because you can speak to your matchup a lot better than I can. So any thoughts from you guys? Yeah. So, so I'll say this, I, I tried wholeheartedly to, uh, to acquire Joe Mixon before 
this matchup occurred. And whenever we couldn't, Stephen and I couldn't quite align. We we kept stalling out, and uh, I ended up texting him on like Saturday, and I was like, "If freaking Joe Mixon's the reason why you win this week, I'm gonna flip." <laughs> and then he texts back, "If Joe Mixon's the reason I lose, I'm gonna flip." <laughs> <laughs> I would like I would like to highlight Stephen has been very active making moves this year. I just feel like that needs to be that just needs to be brought up. It's 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 a good thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've just we've waiting t- for that payoff. <laughs> it's me too. It's got to be coming, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not from hasn't for me yet, so can't promise that. Yeah. So, so uh, j- just to sum up our matchup, um, you know, you know, it, it was fun. It was, it was pretty close. Um, big performances continue to be the only reason why I'm hanging in matchups, right? Uh, pretty, pretty weak receiving core to either boom bust thankful uh for adam Thielen, who i received via trade and also my man scary terry coming in with 13 on monday which so if we could just pause for a second there can't be a worse nickname than scary terry for any nfl player is that his real nickname or did you make it up everybody's been saying it it's awful hmm it's scary Terry and Danny Dimes. These are the these are two promising rookies, and they have the worst possible nicknames. I got to be honest. I kind of like I kind of like Danny Dimes. All right, hot take. St- Stephen A., great friend of the show, it's, thinks that Danny Dimes is a great nickname. It's way better. Than I think Danny Dimes is pretty good. If if Terry McLaurin were to get in a Joker style accent, they could call him Scary Terry. <laughs> Would that be better? Uh, it, maybe. <laughs> Just something to consider. Yeah. We'll keep you updated. All right, yeah. Um, anything else to say about that matchup before we move into Gary and J-Ball, our matchup of the week? No, nah, I think we're good. Yeah, so so like like I said, this was the matchup of the week. Uh, Jonathan Gary and uh, Justin Russell, it was really close. It was really tight. Both uh, scored a lot of points. And Jonathan, unfortunately, falls to 0-3, which just kind of sucks. You know, he scored 115 points. That should be enough for you to win basically every week, but it, it just didn't work out for him. Cooper Cup played great. Uh, another former former McIntyre alum. Um, Wentz looked good. Gordon looked good. Um, Frank Gore. Look, the much the much ballyhooed, the much maligned waiver wire edition of Frank Gore paid off with 15 points for Gary this week. 401 fab dollars. <laughs> and I think he would do it all again for that 14.9 points. Meaning that Jonathan Gary – thought so hard about it that he considered that someone else might bid $400 on Frank Gore. That's right. That's right. That's and and hey, it almost got him within 15 points of a win this week. Great work. Just this just adds into the to the effect though that um with Justin Russell having two players drop 30 points a piece, it just seems like the the bad luck for Gary is just continuing to pile on. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, Keenan Allen went nuts. Ingram went nuts. I mean, Keenan Allen, you can kind of understand. Keenan Allen is great, but Ingram scoring three touchdowns feels feels crazy. I mean, he's he's having a good year, but like three touchdowns is is pretty insane. Uh, and that's that pretty much did Gary in there, but that not before it was a really really good matchup. Um, so moving on to Josie and Stu Shoemake. Josie's team continues to just look good, and it looks like Josie has really turned the corner. Uh, from his ACT taking ways, Russell Wilson went nuts. Amari Cooper looks great. Yeah, 
D- Edelman looks great. Derrick Henry keeps just doing stuff. Running Nick Chubb, at I mean, lineman. R- yep. Uh, everybody on just about everybody on Josie's team did well, except for Will Lutz, which is really or and Diggs. Okay, yeah, Diggs yeah, struggled. Diggs was bit. awful. Josie, what's your temp on Diggs? How, how you feeling there, man? Look, Ben took every Viking point that was there to be had. Um, That's very there, true. He there's did. just not enough to go around. He had both Cook and Thielen get him over 20 points. There just weren't enough points to go around. So Diggs just isn't going to get the work that I need him to get. So, mm. so hey, let's get some insight here. Let's let's hold him to it, Josie. Week four is Diggs in your starting roster. He can't be. I think I'm going to have to take a chance on a lesser player in just hopes that they – and once Diggs shows me that he can be the player that I drafted him to be, he gets to go back in the lineup. Nice. We'll, we'll revisit this next week. One of my favorite moves is to is to take your starting – if you still have to start a player but you're really disappointed in him, go ahead and demote him to like that third receiver slot in your yep. in, in your starting lineup. Just that's, out of spite. That's right. That's what I, and, and, and they have to earn it to get back up to like the number one receiver slot. Oh, that's a bold strategy. I'm or fan. maybe you just maybe you just Motivation traded for, for a really great receiver, but you don't want to elevate him to that number one spot yet. Not when everybody's been at practice, they've been working. You know what I mean? You that's put right. them in that three spot, make them work up. Yeah, I get that. Motivation. It's what we thought that uh, that uh, they were doing with Dante Pettis in the preseason. Then it turned out it wasn't motivation from Kyle Shanahan at all. It's another McIntyre alum. He's just not very good. <laughs> that's why I brought it up, buddy. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. Much appreciated. Um <laughs> So Stu Shoemake, moving uh, on, Stu Shoemake, uh, not Stu's, Stu's putting together a decent year. I mean, his you know Pat Mahomes, McCaffrey, really not a lot to say there. Didn't didn't have a great week there, Stu. But uh, anything else to say about that matchup, Josie? No, um, I I was happy to to bring Stu down just a little bit. He was undefeated. I think somebody had to do it. So if it had to be somebody, I'll take that win. Here, if here. it had to be somebody, I'm glad it was me, is what you're saying. Like, I mean, that's a fair statement, I think. That's <laughs> so, make Comerica great again continues to roll 130 points over, over T. Reed, the new father, but I'm sure he will take the victory. I'm sure T. Reed would not trade this fancy loss for the world because it meant the birth of young Brooks. And those are connected somehow. I'm not exactly sure. But um, Stu... Kept it rolling. Stu moves to three and zero. Ben, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, so it's it's real clear that the the strategy of studs and duds has certainly paid off for Stu Hinton. Uh, we're going to get grilled, likely, for our hot take that you doubled down on last week about the four nine record for Stu Hinton. Yes, we'll see how it plays out. So, sure, Stu Hinton did win. We have to mention it, but we can't. We'll call it a Pyrrhic victory. Um, and we have to mention that Saquon Barkley <laughs> with the high ankle sprain is going to be out a while. Look, in the interest of – Stu's 3-0 and now. In the interest of sort of hedging my bets here, I would like an, to take an opportunity to triple down. For triple down. For make America great again. I'm calling it. So, all right, so we're going to hold you to it. You're calling that – from here on out, Stu Hinton will go one and nine. Me and him. That's right, baby. <laughs> that's right. And that's the hottest of takes we'll hear tonight. 
So just, I am the guy in the in the in the freezing ocean after the Titanic went down. That's just pulling everybody down by their life jackets. Well, this took a dark turn. It's a very dark. It was dark that night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so T. T. Reed would uh, uh, T. Reed's team obviously played pretty well. Matt Ryan strung together a uh, pretty decent comeback to uh, to bail himself out. Aaron Jones had another big game. Fell in the end zone a couple of times. So T. Reed's got to feel good about his team. You. The Michael Thomas is probably the big news. Losing Breeze and Thomas still produced double-digit points. He's got to feel good about that. So I think T. Reed will bounce back. Um, you know, not, nothing too too big to worry about here. He's still sitting at two and one. Lots to be happy about for T. Reed. T. Reed's going to do T. Reed. He's going to he's going to come out in the wash, man, McConaughey style. Yeah, May, mainly because he's seen the wire, though. Maybe so. I've not. All right. Anyways, so the the last matchup is going to be you, Brett, and uh, the one and only uh, Shelby Jones. So, Brett, t- t- talk us through it. Um, c- can't feel good. Got to be a little bit of bitterness in there. What's happening? Yeah, it's not it's not good. You know, you you say bitterness. It's more rage. It's you know, it's just it's not going real well right now. Um, it kind of feels like the people that I thought would be good are bad. And the people that I thought would be bad are good. So typically when that happens, I've found that you don't have a lot of success um, when you make the wrong decisions. And so, you know, uh, I believe there was two touchdowns scored by my team this week and they were both by Jared Goff. Those touchdowns count for less than the others. So that's not good. Um, and then Mike Evans went nuts. So, you know, it's a combination, you know, to, to summarize it in just a few words, it's uh, not real good right now. Yeah. And you caught, you caught Shelby on, on a decent w- week, honestly. So this was Lamar Jackson's first non 30 point week, I believe. Uh, she put up 113, which is respectable, but it's, it's the l- lowest winning point total of the week. So certainly in a week that she seemed to be, uh, to be beatable, your team just couldn't quite put it together. That's really good analysis. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know, do, doing the best that I can. Um, and so, so anyway, yeah, what, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I, I wasn't going to say anything. Well, we bumped that's right into each other. That's great content right there. That's what I <laughs> yeah, that's how you keep a hey, podcast rolling. Hey, please. Brett, let's, let's take it to the first commercial uh, of the Bragger League podcast. What do you say? So when I was in the seventh grade, I was like bigger and stronger than everybody, like by a lot Um, that was my age. So we were in the weight room when I was in the seventh grade and I was going to like trying to show out to everybody like how strong I was. And I was like one of one of like two or three guys that could that could bench over 135 pounds. So like I had two, like I played on each side of the bar and I was like showing off. So what I was doing was I was throwing the weight up and catching it and like benching it. And then I would throw it up in the air and catch it and, and bench it. So I was showing out and, and I didn't miss the weight as I was throwing it up. Like I, ca- I caught it. It was when I went to rack the weight that I missed the rack on the right side and the, and the thing hit me in the face, like, like on the forehead. So I walked around all day with like this giant goose egg on my head 
Um, and everybody asked me about it and like laughed at me and it was great. Uh, I mean, it was awful. It was, I'm pretty sure I had a concussion. Um, and, and that, that's pretty much how I feel right now. Um, because my, my name is Jonathan Gary and I'm Owen three. What does that mean? All right. Welcome back, Bragger Leaguers, from the first commercial break in Bragger League podcast history. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep going right on it. We're going to talk about a little bit of uh, trade review. So we've got two weeks we're going to cover. We're going to cover the trades last week that we didn't get to, and then we're going to also cover this week's trades as well. So one of the things that maybe some of you have noticed or not, but this is – I feel like, Brett, you can chime in second this, and the guys here can as well, but do you guys feel like the league is, is more active than it has been the pre, the past two years? Uh, absolutely, in, in numbers of trade volume, for sure. I think so, too. I don't know. There's a lot of trades last year, too. I'll be honest with you. Most of them were just between Brett and Justin's trading the same player back and forth to one another <laughs> each week. But that still accounts for volume. So That only happened three times. Yeah, we can. We can. I net- still don't know if James White or Geronimo Allison's on either one of your teams, or both. <laughs> it is very clear to- who had the better year. <laughs> <laughs> that that certainly speaks for itself. Um, all right, so let's get into the trade review. So we'll talk first about the trades that occurred last week, and really want to get into um, the uh, J Ball and Jonathan Geary trade. And I'm actually going to turn this one over to. Logan Grubbs here. So oh, tell me the trade. Sorry. Yeah. So the trade last week was um, Demarcus Robinson, AJ Green, and Gus Edwards from Jonathan Gary to for Josh Gordon and Carlos Hyde. What are your thoughts on it? Break it down for us. Gotcha. Um, well, I'm a, I'm I, I think Justin actually texted me about this trade and asked my opinion on it after the fact. Um, I'm a guy that doesn't like to trade into trouble. I'm a guy that doesn't like to draft into trouble. So a guy like A.J. Green, where we have no timetable for him coming back, is tough for me. Um, having said that, Gordon's value certainly spiked after the Antonio Brown inevitable eruption. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, and I think Gus Edwards, uh, Gus Edwards is really just an ancillary piece. So it's really Demarcus Robinson and Carlos Hyde. I think Demarcus Robinson has a clear role until Tyreek Hill gets back. That's right. So I think that's fine as a stopgap. Um, and so I think, I mean, all in all, I think it was a fairly even trade. Um, I mean, I didn't have a very strong reaction one way, one way or the other when I saw it. Um, so I, I wish I had a hot take for you where somebody got bamboozled or swindled or really messed over. I feel like, I feel like it was pretty straight up. Yeah, and you got to, you know, you got to think, you know, we all know Gary's had his woes with injuries and – you know, just the whole Antonio Brown saga cert- certainly is some rotten luck. So, you know, I really applaud Gary for for getting on the ball and making a move to really to really improve his team or at least attempt to. Carlos Hyde has a clear role. Uh, Josh Gordon has a clear role that just spikes. So, look, you, you're not gonna sit. You're not gonna take your 0 and 3 record to the grave, right? You got to make some moves. So, definitely great great job to both guys. Um, I feel like there's upside both ways. I think this is a good gentleman's trade, right? You guys can shake hands at the end of it. Brett, you, you feel the same way? I I liked Jonathan's side of this deal. I don't think Justin got I don't think Justin got swindled or anything like that. I think Justin can afford to wait for AJ Green whereas Jonathan couldn't. Um and Justin got DeMarcus Robinson who 
you know, he's he's a good player. He's a boomer bust, but he's a good player. I just think Jonathan really needed Josh Gordon. He needed a guy like that. And I think you get the immediate the immediacy of Josh Gordon as opposed to the wait and see on AJ Green. So I kinda I kinda like Jonathan's side of this deal. Yeah. So the second trade of last week, we've got Benny and Stu trading Dak for Alshon. What do you think about that one? Uh I thought this trade was fine. Ben needed a quarterback. Alshon is dead to me. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I imagine not everybody feels that way. Uh, he's, a, he's a perfectly fine wide receiver three or wide receiver two. I thought this was a good deal. Dak has been awesome this year, so I thought this was a good deal. Yeah, so I, I'm a huge fan of Alshon and his, you know, hamstrings made of, you know, rubber bands. Twine. Yeah. Yeah, so he's definitely prone to some soft tissue injuries, which which no one loves. But I love the talent, and, you know, honestly, in the draft, I think you guys remember I was on full tilt looking for upside. So that kind of led me to my, uh, you know, little, little hair of the dog, I guess, as you know, our, our man Justin Russell would say. Not sure if I used it appropriately. But yeah, I'm not sure that was relevant at all. But, but I, don't think it, I don't think you did. It's all right. It was fun to work in. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, but yeah, I'm a fan of Dak. Look, you know, the Kellen Moore experience there is is obviously doing something. Um, I loved the juicy matchup against Miami this past week, and so that really looked. It was looking like Alshon wasn't going to play, and so I needed to be able to have some sort of production. I was a little bit off on Philip Rivers and a tad uh, scared of him, and really, really couldn't afford to flop. So. Uh, that's why I went with it. Obviously, Stu had some excess. He's got Patty Mahomes. So, uh, I liked it. You know, I, I made I went to Stu and made sure he understand the, the injury uh, history and the current state of where all Sean was. And he said, yeah, and we, we rocked and rolled and, you know, wor- worked out for me uh, pretty well. Yeah, Rivers Rivers feels feels fine until – you roll with him over the course of a couple of weeks, it starts to get a little stressful because it's kind of a bumpy ride. He ends up fine, but it can be a little bumpy with Rivers. Yeah, and and another thing that that I certainly considered was the fact that when we started the season, everyone, every analyst said you can wait on quarterback because the position's so deep. Well, already in the year, Brees has gone out and Cam Newton has gone out as well. So the position that was so deep all of a sudden lost two top 10 quarterbacks right so I kind of felt like Dak had already moved up into the top 12 category and I thought he had some more upside so all of that really kind of played into it um really really happy with it yeah you don't want to end up going yeah that's that's when you have a quarterback you don't like yeah that's it um so this week's trades uh Darwin Thompson, uh, Ben, I need you to read this one for me. Will you read this one for me? Yeah, so s- Sunday, roughly, I don't know, 12.15 p.m. It probably wasn't that early. But I get, a, I get an email of a trade that's come through, and it is Darwin Thompson. A doozy. Uh, uh, I'm talking super, super studs here. Darwin Thompson for T.J. Hawkinson. This is this is a quintessential Brett McIntyre Justin Russell trade. Go ahead. Yeah. So so I I posted in the group chat. Logan Grubbs immediately responds with, "The games aren't even over." <laughs> it was mid game. The games were still both of their games were still going on when they're trading. This is called an addiction. <laughs> this is this is this is not strategy. This is an addiction. Yeah. 
Brett, Brett, you know there's a such thing as fantasy football anonymous. I don't think there is. <laughs> Maybe not. But there should be. He's still in denial. <laughs> yeah, he's still in the denial phase. Yes. So, um, Brett, Brett, t- talk me through. So you made the deal. Obviously, this you know, everyone looks at this deal. It's kind of like, huh? So t- t- talk to me. Why in the world did this deal occur? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know everyone looked at it like that, but thank you. That that's good to know. Um, so we had been kind of chit chatting all week. I I like Hawkinson. I had put in a big bid for him. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind moving Waller at some point, <clears throat> and I wouldn't. You know, you never know. So I I had been wanting Hawkinson. He had wanted Justice Hill uh, off my bench um, because he's got Ingram. We had been kind of de- going back and forth about it all week, and and it had just never really gotten there. Uh, and then so I traded Justice Hill to Grubbs. And um, after seeing Darwin Thompson basically get about as many reps as, as I did in the Chiefs offense on Sunday, I just shot him a message. Hey, you want to make that deal for Darwin Thompson? He said, sure, because, I mean, you know, Hawkinson wasn't doing much. And that's the rest, as they say, is uh, fancy football history. Oh, it's history. All right. Any Any comments from the other guys here? Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the the huh category. I, Jr. and and Brett seem to trade players that no one is starting or will start, and so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it comes down to an addiction at that point where you're trading to trade, and if they like the players better, by all means, go ahead. It will not affect my season at all. It's true. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if either or both are not on either of their rosters by the time this podcast airs. Go ahead. <laughs> It's a fair point. It's true. <laughs> Waivers do do transact in the morning. All right, so l- let's move on past the uh, Thompson Hawkinson trade, and let's move to to hot off the press uh, trade involving two of everyone's favorite league mates here, Mr. Stephen A., great friend of the show, and the one and only Logan Grubb. So this came through this afternoon. We've got a trade of Miles Sanders, Philip Lindsay, and Tevin Coleman for Joe Mixon and. DJ Moore, and so guys, we're going to turn it over to you, uh, Mr. Stephen A. We'll, we'll, we'll bat lead off. What do you, what do you think of the trade? I know I know my man Joe Mixon uh, has rubbed you the wrong way, so to speak, figuratively, of course, uh, and maybe literally, actually. <laughs> um, so t- tell us a little bit about about your side of the deal. Yeah. So basically, uh, really, what it boiled down to is. I am 100% done with Joe Mixon. <laughs> um, Full-fledged out. He, he could go off for 20 points every week going forward. Don't care. Don't care. Don't want him. Take him. In in the industry, we call this a therapeutic move. <laughs> well, you're doing this for yourself, not anyone else. That's right. That's right. All right. And so, of course, Grubb's on the other side of the deal – Moving Sanders, Lindsey, and Coleman. What are your thoughts there? Um, Tevin Coleman is one of those players that, uh, you know, you find yourself in the middle of an auction realizing you have a full budget <laughs> uh, left because you feel like everyone else is overspent, and then you just realize, no, you have underspent. <laughs> and so you end up looking down at the tier and realizing Tevin Coleman is the best player available, even though he was not on my target list at all. So from the word go, I've been trying to trade Tevin Coleman, 
and and of course, in the first half of the first game, he gets hurt. So I mean, then I've got to wait three weeks for him to be on the precipice of coming back for me to have any kind of trade value with him. Um, so anyway, I waited it out patiently and waited for the right time to strike and found Steven Adams, who was equally as sick as of Joe Mixon. And I felt like his hatred rivaled mine so we could make a deal. Yeah. So, so good, good move uh, by both of you guys. Appreciate y'all talking, talking that out. So (laughs) just, just from a different viewpoint. um, So I really love all the players that, Drove straight away. I love Miles Sanders, even though he fumbles three times a game. He just looks good when he has the ball. If you, you want him to touch it, then you want him to fall to the ground, right? Um, Lindsey, who knows about that? But uh, Tevin Coleman should be the guy. Should get the touch touches near the goal line. You got to feel real good. I think Steven added a ton of depth to his team. Steven already had the deepest receiver group. So it should be really easy for Steven to make moves going forward, coupling these guys to make some improvements across the board. And as far as Grubb's side goes, I'm a big fan of Joe Mixon and DJ Moore as well. Grubb's needed some starters. Steven needed some depth. Uh, again, I think it's a, think it's a gentleman's trade. Um, it's one where they're physically shaking hands as we speak. Kind of, kind of awkward, actually. Brett, what do you, what, what do you have to um, say? Yeah, I, I think the deal is fine. I, I'm not so so bullish on Tevin Coleman. I think the 49ers are named after the amount of running backs they have there. Uh, there are a lot of really good running backs. Amen. Uh, I felt I felt good. I hope that I can't see y'all, but I hope there was laughter. But um, so I, I I felt I felt like this this deal was fine, especially the Miles Sanders of it is, is the big thing to me. Um, obviously, I just traded Philip Lindsay. And so did Grubbs. And so did Steven, by the way. Um, <laughs> Philip Lindsay's been moved a lot. And this was all in the past week. Um, and so, you know, Philip Lindsay doesn't, doesn't mean a ton. I think it all comes down. If Miles Sanders breaks out, I think this deal, I think this deal is, is great. Um, you know, I think Joe Mixon and DJ Moore probably are a little more safe. But I think if Miles Sanders breaks out, he, he's possibly the best player in the trade. Yeah, for sure. And moving on from that, that's going to lead us into our second commercial break in Bragger League podcast history, guys. We'll, we'll see you back here in just a second. So when I was a kid, my dad and I, we loved Star Wars. We would always watch Star Wars together. Um, and I remember him one day when I was probably, I don't know, six or seven. He came up to me with the three, the three video set of the Star Wars films, the original Star Wars trilogy. And he said, he said hey, a man came up to me on the street and he said, do you have a son? And my dad said, yeah. And, uh, and the man said, I want, your, I want him to have these. I, I, I want him to have these, these Star Wars videos. And I remember even at the time when I was six or seven thinking, that's a weird story. Why would somebody ever do that? But my dad told me that it happened. And, you know, I had no reason to believe that my dad was a liar. Um, so years went by um, and I grew up just well, liking Star Wars, still like Star Wars. Uh, and the trailer came out for Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, The Force Awakens. Um, and I went to my dad and uh, and I said, "Hey, Dad, um, did you see that the the trailer? They're making a new uh, Star Wars movie. It's a big deal. The trailer came out today." And he said, "I don't like Star Wars." And I said, "No, Dad, you love Star Wars." And he said, "No, I don't. I don't. Star Wars. That's for nerds. Why would I? I don't like Star Wars." And I said, no, dad, the man came up to you on the street and he said, 
uh, he said, hey, I want your son to have these videos. He said, I have no clue what you're talking about. Never, that never happened. I said, no, dad, you told me this when I was a kid. He said, nope, no idea, no idea what you're talking about. So that's a lot like what this feels like whenever your, uh, your hopes and dreams are crushed and you find out that your dad never actually liked Star Wars and you chose a path of nerdiness for no reason. My name is Brett McIntyre and I'm Owen 3. All right, welcome back, Bragger Leaguers. Hope you guys are enjoying these commercial breaks. Um, so we're going to get here to the end of the show. Um, we're going to hit you guys with the cojones start of the week. Um, Brett, you want to you want to take that for us? I think we're I think we're all in pretty much agreement here. Yeah, there was a clear a clear choice, and it was Logan Grubbs making the start. Jameis Winston over Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was really really bad this week. Um, he looks more a lot more like a Baker than a professional quarterback. Uh, Jameis Winston scored twenty six point five points um, on the way to a loss to Danny Dimes, and um, that was Here. that was in our unanimous opinion because that's definitely not what I would have done. I definitely would have started Baker um, just because Jameis is Jameis. But Logan saw things differently. He saw things correctly, and he was right. He, and he gets the cojones start of the week. Great, yeah. Thank you. I'll take that one. Yeah, good, good move, Grubsy. So, so moving on to our next segment here, uh, we're going to get to some stats of the week. Uh, stats of the week here are brought to us by a new sponsor of the show, uh, Josie's Calculator, Texas Instruments 30XA. So, Josie, uh, go ahead and hit us with a couple of those hot stats. So, we read some numbers, and if each of the teams played every team in the league each week, we're at week three, so there'd be 33 possible matchups. Looking down to the guys who are starting the season off 0-3, um, we've got Josh T leading the pack. If he played all 33 matchups, he would have won 15 and lost 18. A clear lead over Brett and Gary, who would have only won nine of their matchups and lost the other 24. So definitely a rough start for the bottom three. Yeah, the outlook certainly does not look great for Brett and Gary, but you guys are both confident enough to uh, to bring it home. Brett, what are you, what are your thoughts there? They're about what you would expect them to be. Um, <laughs> uh, 0 and three, does not feel good. I really, I really feel like my team is okay. Um, I feel like you know I can I can hopefully rattle off a couple wins in a row here, get myself back in contention. And if not, you know, just hopefully I'm not taking the ACT. Here, here. Um, well, appreciate those stats, Josie. Uh, so we're going to, before we get closed out, we, we have a, a special late, late entry guest. The one and only Mrs. Shelby Jones has appeared. What's up, y'all? So because of her special appearance, we're going to hit them with a little bit of Noakes Nose. And we're going to let the honor of Noakes Nose go to... Uh, Mr. Logan Grubbs. Logan, what you got for us? All right. For the Noakes Nose question of the week, Shelby, the player you must name and and identify both their team and their position is Rex Burkhead. He plays for the – wait, hold on. For the (laughs) – Sexy Rex, he plays for the Patriots? That's correct. Okay. And what position does Sexy Rex play? A wide receiver. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hold on. Wait. Hey, baby. Sexy Benny's wife. Um, it's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, she throws so much shade. I love it. All right. That, that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, let's give some closing thoughts here. Uh, Stephen A., friend of the show, far, far away. Yeah, so I just want to say uh, this shout-out goes to Frank Gore. I'm just super pumped that uh, someday my kids will be playing in a fantasy league where they might also – on Frank Gore, um, <laughs> you know, kind of a generational thing. So I think that's really cool. Brooks Mattingly Reed is going to own Frank Gore one day. That's for dang sure. All right, Joe, what you got for us? There, there's no telling who will actually be on Justin Russell's team by the time the weekend gets here, but I'm looking forward to the matchup. I think it'll be fun. So coming for you, JR. Here, here. Grubsy. Nice. Uh, I just want to say that uh, three years ago uh, on uh, a back porch – actually a front porch at uh, Gary's house. I, I threw around the idea of an auction football, fantasy football league, and threw Ben Jones under the bus and, and named him commissioner, even though he wasn't even there. Uh, and I just want to say, I, I, didn't, I never thought that three years later I'd be on a podcast discussing that fantasy football league. So I appreciate the, uh, the guest invite today, Benny J. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Brett, what you got for us? Uh, I'm really proud to be a part of the league's, uh, the league's you know, history. And uh, very, very proud of the fact that I was not on that camping trip. Uh, did not receive a phone call, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> also, Stephen, I've offered you a trade since the podcast started. So, Yes, duly noted. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, babe, since you joined late, what final thoughts? I don't even know who I play this week, so good luck, whoever it is. <laughs> All right, that I, would be Grubbs. I, I believe it's Grubbs. Um, and so I'll close it out with, uh, a little bit of sentiment. Um, as much as I initially loathed being the commissioner of you clowns, uh, I've actually ended up enjoying it quite a bit. So thank you guys for staying active. Thank you guys for uh, contributing. And most of all, thank you guys for listening to this freaking podcast. It's a long one. <laughs> it's this a, long- a very, very long podcast. All right. And, th- and that's it for us tonight, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed the commercials. Special thanks to our sponsors tonight. And we guys will see you next time.